and the one word kept popping up, and it was fear. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with fear, and I'm sure you guys know about fear, but when I was growing up, I was terrified of thunderstorms, like deathly afraid of them. I knew at five years old that when the siren went off to run to the basement and hide under like chairs and tables and everything, um, and then even if like it started raining and there was thunder outside, I was bolting it to the basement. I could not do thunderstorms at all. So my parents tried different tactics to get me to not be afraid of them anymore. So one of them is they told me that God was bowling upstairs in heaven with the angels. And when it thundered, that means he rolled the ball. When it striked, or like lightning striked, he got a strike. Um, as you can imagine, someone being afraid of thunderstorms, this did not, I did not appreciate this. I was really afraid of bowling for a while because <laughs> I associated it with thunderstorms. And I was very torn because, you know, I, I was raised in the church and I wanted God to win. I wanted him to get strikes and stuff, but that meant like scary things were happening on earth. So my next attempt that my parents tried was they told me that, hey, if you count the time between thunder and lightning, you can track to see when they got here. And if the time was shorter, that means they were getting near. So we would sit by the window and we would listen for thunder. Once the thunder clapped, we'd listen for the lightning and we would count it that way. Um, well, that did not work either because as it, got, as it got closer, my heart started racing faster and I knew like, okay, I'm gonna beat the siren before it goes off and I'm gonna get into the basement and I'm gonna win, I'm gonna beat that siren. So that, that was another failed attempt. I appreciate my parents' attempts, but they weren't really working. So their last attempt, this was a good one. They gave me a book on wacky weather and how it works. That's a picture of it. Um, it's filled with different um, cartoons and stuff of like how ice is made, how it rains and snows, and also how tornadoes form and thunderstorms. Um, you know, it was, it was cool to read, um, but it also made me learn more about why tornadoes are scary. Um, and of course, it came with a poster, and what like six-year-old doesn't want a poster of something she's terrified of? So that was pretty cool. I appreciate my parents' attempts, but nonetheless, I eventually grew out of being like deathly afraid of storms. I still don't like them, but I can go venture out in them. But my fears have kind of changed through growing up. So when I was afraid of thunderstorms, now it's not so big. Now, my fears are I'm afraid of failing and I'm afraid of letting people down. These are what control my life at times. And um, so that's what I'm gonna talk to you guys about today. I wanted a topic that was multi-generational that everyone can relate to. So we're gonna talk about um, overcoming fear and how fear can stop us from God's plan for us and um, get in our way. So, like I said, when we look at fear, we see that it can block us from God's plan. In Jeremiah um, 29:11, he says, um, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans for peace and not disaster, to give you a future filled with hope." So His plan doesn't involve fear. We see fear like nowhere in the verse. Um, so He, His plan, um, fear is a tactic that the enemy uses. So that's why like, it interferes with God's plan for us. The enemy wants to derail us from what um, God has called us to do. 
So I do have a little story to tell you guys in the Bible, and I'm going to have some friends come up and help me. So can my disciples and Jesus come up here? Awesome, awesome. Okay, so we're going to be talking about in John, whoops, I'm sorry, in John 20, 19 through 21. So we got some disciples here. These are my lovely disciples. And right here we have Jesus. So disciples, they're hiding. This is after Jesus, just like he just rose from the cross. Um, so disciples coming over. You're in your house. So this is how in kids' church I like to demonstrate with the kids on like different Bible stories to get them engaged and stuff. So can you guys, you're chilling in the house. Can you hide? Hiding. You're going to act terrified. So they were terrified that the Jewish leaders were going to come um, and kill them when they, if they were walking around. So can we act terrified, disciples? We got our faces? Awesome. So in the, in the story, Jesus just appears to the disciples. Can you appear? Awesome. So now you're going to say, peace be with you. So disciples, can you stand? And you're kind of okay now. You're kind of okay. So Jesus, then after he said that, he wanted them to believe it was him. So he showed them his hands, your feet, and your side. And then you're going to say, peace be with you again. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. All right, disciples, you're going. You're going to preach the gospel. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Let's give them a hand. Okay. So Jesus called the disciples um, to go out and spread the word, the good news. But they were too afraid um, to go do that. So that, that fear blocked them from what God's plan was. And that's God's plan for all of our lives, is to go out and share the good news. Um, so Jesus, when he was sharing that, he, like that's his job too. Um, so he was casting out that fear. So fear can, the disciples did not like trust Jesus, that he, or God, that he was their protector. And sometimes that happens for us too. Like we, we won't trust him with our um, healer. Like we won't trust him as our healer. We won't trust him as our comforter. Like for me, it's, it's very hard when you're not, you're not physically seeing someone that they're there for you, you know? It's all based on trust and faith. And that fear is very, very tempting to give into because it all plays in your mind. Um, so fear can test our faith because of all that. It can test our faith in who God is entirely. So if we don't trust him as our healer, it can affect our whole entire faith with, with him and following him. Um, so, and that's kind of like, it was affecting the disciples. Like they weren't wanting to go out and do what they wanted to do and they didn't know it was Jesus. Um, so in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So if we are walking by what we can see, we're not going to get very far because we're going off of our own um, our own will. We're going off of what we think is right, and God's got better plans for our lives. So um, I want to tell you guys a story about this, and it relates to me coming here. So my faith was definitely tested entirely accepting this job. Um, I wanted to see what the result was, and I couldn't see it. I like the known. I like comfortable. Um, I don't like stepping outside the box and doing different things. So um, I actually felt called by God to quit my previous job with no employment after that. So I was unemployed for a little bit, and um, that definitely tested my faith. I had to rely on God that he was going to be my provider and that he was going to um, come through with all this. So 
I immediately, I saw the Facebook post of the job. And I immediately called Pastor Tom and I was like, hey, I'm interested. What, if, what does it take to become the children's pastor? And as soon as I told the first person I applied for it, I started freaking out. I was like, did I do the right thing? Am I crazy for doing this? I'm not, I feel like I'm not qualified to be this. Like that fear kept on creeping in. Um, and then I had a lot of people that would be like, well, Amanda, you didn't go to school for this. Like, what are you doing with your life? Um, and so that does not help either. So because <laughs> if you don't have someone telling you, you could do it. Um, so what happened is I started like believing those lies. I didn't trust that God was going to provide for me. And so it was affecting like my time with him, my prayer life with him, like everything. Um, so when I, I actually texted Tom like a week after I called him and was like, I can't do this. I'm sorry. Like I'm not meant to be this and freaked out. Um, and thankfully, we have a gracious pastor who I texted a couple of days later and was like, actually, can I still apply? Um, but that fear kept toying with my brain back and forth while applying for this job. Um, so not only did it, you know, get in the way of God's plan because he wanted me to be here, it also tested my faith in who he was entirely. Um, so here we are. We don't know how do we get rid of that fear? How do we move past that? Um, because it interrupts our walk with God. So the answer is love. And I know it sounds like opposite of fear is love. It sounds weird. But um, if we look at John, 1 John 4, 18, it states there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So I want to share with you guys, I am a psychology nerd. Okay, I'm just going to throw that out there. I love anything to do with the brain and how it works and different chemicals and stuff that play into our, into our brain. Um, so I do have a couple of friends who are going to come help me with this, but I'm going to kind of give you guys a psychology lesson. I apologize if you're not into it, um, but yeah, this is how I understood it. So I was looking up facts about fear, and one of the facts is what I'm going to share with you. But while my friends are coming up who I've asked to hold some signs, Come on up for me. Um, I'll share with you guys some fun facts about fear. So there is a fear. I forget what it's called, but it's a fear of bananas. And I also found one that is a fear of a duck constantly watching you. Like, <laughs> first of all, I'm thinking of like the banana one. Like you're walking around and you see a banana and you just flip out. Like you're jumping and screaming. And then the duck one, I don't know. I just, I found that funny that you're paranoid that it's always watching you. This is you, and you are this one, you are this one. Okay, so I'm going to have you come over here, and Miss Annika, you're going to come over here, and Addison right in the middle. Okay, so while I was researching fear, this weird word popped up, and I've seen it before um, through my schooling and stuff, but we have oxytocin right here. Now, that's some fun chemistry right there. This is what it looks like in the chemistry form. But this, oxytocin is actually a hormone in your body. Um, it does a lot of things, but one of the things it does is it is affectionately known as the love hormone. So when you are in a relationship with someone, this hormone, so can we come over here, love? All right, so this hormone, oxytocin, it's over here in the love category. Want to move over? There you go. So what it does is in relationships, it helps with bonding and attachment and trust. It builds, so if you have a healthy relationship with someone, this is what's gonna release 
um, and have that, those love feelings and like you can trust someone. As I was doing more research about it, because I found it really interesting that there was a hormone specifically for love, I came across something else that it's not just known as the love hormone. It's also known as the crisis hormone. So we want to come on over here. So when you're in a relationship that you do not feel safe, you do not feel like you can be yourself and live out your life, your body will go into crisis mode and flip out. Um, you'll experience that fear and that anxiety will start happening, and that's what this um, hormone does. So good relationships, you're in the love category. Bad, like you don't feel that trust, you're in the crisis category. So that brings us back to our relationship with God. If we don't feel like he loves us and like does not have the right plan for us, we're going to be on the opposite side of the crisis. If we trust him and we can follow him, oxytocin, you're going to be right on over here, our bodies are going to be attached and we're going to trust him because of that hormone. Like even our bodies know that fear is the opposite of love. If you guys want to go ahead and have a seat, thank you guys for helping me out. I'll take that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome job. Okay. So thank you guys for bearing with me for that psychology lesson. I really, I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so if you look at um, just like what the disciples were doing, they were experiencing that fear. The oxytocin was going in. They didn't trust God. But what the cool thing is, is when we have that relationship with God, he is the perfect love. Like, no one can substitute that love to help with that, that fear. Like, we need to learn in our lives to turn to God first. Now, I know that sounds difficult to do. I have a hard time turning to him first because you can't really see him, right? Like, it's hard when he's not there. I tend to turn to other people first and get their advice and see sometimes they tell me something and I follow it because I trust them, but they're not the ultimate decision. They, they don't know what your life is, um, God, what God has planned for you, so that he's the only person to turn to during that. Um, and with that is that perfect love. If we rely on him, it'll cast out that fear. Um, and look, if you look at the disciples, what we talked about, Jesus was that perfect love. He was able to have that relationship between the disciples and God, and he was able to cast out that fear so we can go out into the world and preach the good news, just like the disciples did. Um, so I encourage you guys this week, if you're experiencing any fear, like I'm, I'm preaching to myself here too because I've been struggling with this a lot as well. If you're experiencing any fear, I encourage you to turn to God's word first. Look to him and talk to him about it. Um, I know like when you're experiencing that, that's the last thing you want to do is be like, God, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. Um, it's very hard because you have to humble yourself and do that. Um, but I encourage you to do that. And then secondly, it, like after you do that, then reach out to a friend and ask for help. Because when those times of fear and you're not trusting, it's okay to ask for someone to pray with you and help you through and walk with you through that. Um, like God, God's our protector, and we need to trust that, that no matter what we fear, it's going to be okay. Um, so I'm going to actually, I'm sorry, tech team, I did this to you, but we're going to have some small group questions on the screen here. And if you guys want to turn to your neighbors and stuff to talk, I'll give you some time to talk. But we like to do this in kids' church. We like to discuss what we talked about. 
um, with our friends and everything like that and get different opinions. So if you can go and turn to the people around you and kind of chat about these questions. Introduce yourself and then I'll, I'll be back up here. But yeah, I encourage you to do that. Talk to the people around you.